Today's horror story is written by Forevery. I know something most people don't know about fire. It's alive. It has desires, it has fears, and most importantly, it's intelligent. The biggest mistake anyone can make with fire is to think it's just that, fire. Flames dancing on whatever it's eating. Most people see that and never stop to really think about it. In order to exist, fire has to eat. Without oxygen and without something to burn, there is no fire. Most people think as long as they don't touch it or get too close, they'll be fine. That's another mistake. Because if you spend too long near fire, too long looking into it, it's all over for you. How do I know all this? think I could say something simple like, trust me, I'm a firefighter, this is my job. I am, by the way, and people are naturally inclined to trust us. But it's not even that. The reason I know the truth about fires is actually why I became a firefighter. It started when I was young, maybe six or seven. We were at camp and I was playing by the fire pit while my mom made a salad and dad fired up the grill. It was the first time I ever heard it. Only I was too young to really understand what was about to happen. There was a soft hiss, followed by an even softer pop. I stopped digging around the sand and glanced towards the fire pit, because that's where the sound came from. I saw it then, an angry red little ember trying to stay lit. I glanced quickly to my dad to see if he saw it, but he was busy trying not to blow himself up with our ancient grill. I edged closer to it, curious. The ember's struggle fascinated me, and I watched as it grew brighter, only to just as quickly fade into almost nothingness. After a short while, there was a pop and a whoosh from the grill as my dad finally managed to start it. In that instant, the tiny ember grew red hot and set another beside it to light. My amazement turned to fear as another ember lit beside that one, and then another beside that one, and kept going until there was a patch of glowing embers about the size of my hand. I hastily shoved dirt over the pile worrying that my parents would see it and think I'd been playing with matches or something. The whole time, the embers, and this is where you'll think I'm crazy, but they glowed angrily at me. You're sitting there asking yourself, how can embers glow angrily, aren't you? That's the other part of this warning, because that's all this is. Fire is alive. It's intelligent and it's empathic. Not in the sense that it can feel what you're feeling, so much as it can make you feel whatever it wants. And at that moment where I was trying to extinguish it, it was mad. The ember daisy chain continued almost frantically. I saw it was going for a piece of half-charred wood as I hastily threw myself toward it in an effort at scooping it out of the fire. Instead, I fell face first onto the fire pit and onto the embers. Wicked, cruel delight filled my mind while the embers seared my palms to char. I screamed and the rest is what my parents call a learned lesson. Once they hauled me out of the fire pit and gave me a stern lecture about playing with fire, that is. Dad stamped the embers out and tossed the burgers and chicken, both of which had mysteriously burned almost beyond recognition. Mom put aloe on my burns and tutted at me when I tried explaining. I hadn't been playing with a fire, but rather trying to stop it. I should have been rightfully terrified of fire by that point. But, as I said already, that was the start of my fascination. And the start of my lifelong battle against fire. It seemed like no matter where I went, 
If fire was there, it was immediately drawn to me. I had several close calls, a few more burns, and nearly earned a reputation as a pyro before I finally understood what I'm telling you now. Fire is alive. It's smart. It's cruel. And it holds a grudge like you wouldn't believe. Realizing I'd never be free of this foe and just how utterly blind the rest of the world was to it, I turned to the obvious. Firefighting. I wasn't an ace candidate by any means, but I was the most determined. My first fire was absolutely terrifying. Being the person that runs into danger instead of from it takes someone special. A unique mindset, if you will. It's something they try to cultivate at the academy, but it has to be there to begin with. I can't honestly say I'd run into a fray of flying bullets, but if something is on fire, it won't be able to hold me back. That first fire, though, I remember going into the building, and even with my gear on, the heat was intolerable. A wall of smoke hit my mask about the same time my boots struck something solid. I stumbled into the firefighter in front of me who quickly reprimanded me and then went about searching for anyone trapped inside. I followed suit, noticing the fire began to follow me. The firefighter I was partnered with noticed it too, but it took him a bit. By then we'd moved into the back of the building to a room that was longer than it was wide. He turned to tell me something. I'll never know what. When I saw his eyes widen, my skin was prickling and I felt queasy. What the hell? He muttered. Command immediately buzzed back a response for clarification. I heard voices chat over the headset we all wore, but I focused on his. I already knew, long before I turned to look, what I'd see. Only it took even me by surprise. I expected to see a wall of fire, but there was a perfectly formed humanoid standing behind me on the opposite side of the door, where the eyes should have been were black pits of nothing. My partner ran forward under the mistaken belief it was a human. I latched onto his arm and hauled him back, but he was stronger and nearly took me with him. He cursed at me and called into his mic that we needed reinforcement, that someone was engulfed. I swallowed bile as I dug my heels in and prayed for the strength to keep hold of him. I saw his lips moving and only barely heard his muffled, indignant cry. What the hell, McKay? Can't you see them? I could. Over his shoulder, I could see the fire. I took a step into the room, and then another. I tried to haul my partner back, but he broke free of my grip and whirled around only to come face to face with my nightmare. The black pits of his eyes were no longer black. They glowed red, like the embers had in the fire pit oh so long ago. I heard a choked scream from my partner as the fire reached a hand out and set him ablaze with a single touch. Without hesitating, I took my partner down. I beat at the flames that engulfed his body and shouted into my mic that Hayes was down and that we were pinned down by the fire. By the time reinforcements arrived, it was true, and Hayes and I barely escaped with our lives. He retired that same day, and I haven't seen or talked to him since. I've been in a handful more fires in the years that followed, but up until last night, that was the only time the fire ever took shape. He continued to follow me, though, and even managed to trap me a few times. Last night was the first time it actively came for me, and in my own home, no less. I was sound asleep, exhausted after a 24-hour shift. You're going to say that it's probably just bleed off from the job, from the fire we'd fought a couple hours before the end of the shift, but I'm telling you different. This overpowering sense of wrong and evil shook me clear to my core and woke me out of my sleep. 
My sense of terror grew when I found myself paralyzed and unable to breathe. The corner of the room where I'd piled the clothes for my shift was on fire. Everything in me screamed that it was real and that I needed to get an extinguisher. I could feel the heat. I could hear it snapping and crackling as it ate away at the wood. And then a figure stepped out of the fire. It continued across the room, coming straight for me. I wanted to scream. I tried to scream. I was terrified and I thought that was it. The end. I remember wanting more than anything, even extinguishing the fire. I wanted to be able to scream for help. I wanted to cry out for someone to save me. I don't know if it was that desire or the effort of trying, but eventually I managed to do it. I felt a burst of pressure in my lungs and then I heard my own terrified shout. I remember the fear morphing into pain and agony as the figure reached me and clamped a hand down around my mouth, muffling my cry. I remember the red embers of its eyes hovering over me. I remember what it told me and how my skin blistered when it bent its head close to my ear to whisper what it did. It promised to let me live on one condition, that I deliver this message and never step foot in another fire again. Never so much as think about snuffing one out. I'm no fool, so I agreed. The burns are still healing, but I'll forever wear the scars. Worse yet, I'm carrying the burden of knowing how real this threat is, and praying that you will take heed. Fire is ancient. It is powerful. It once gave us life, and now it's demanding recognition. It wants to be honored and worshipped, or else. I was absolutely stoked to tell you this one. It's pure fire, as it were. Thank you for listening, and you can handle another horror story, right?